Blog Talk Radio. for the betterment 
uh, it's always for the betterment of of everybody involved. Um, so anyway, so this person who what we're gonna try, what I'm gonna try to do tonight, and it doesn't go till 8:30. So we're gonna talk a little bit about cybersecurity, a little bit about um, what's in the news, a little bit about this Republican fiasco um, that's going on with the primaries in the Republican Party, and and a little bit about media bias maybe because um, I'm just chock full of stuff with that. <laughs> Some of you might want to tune out for that. I don't know. I'll give, I'll give you a heads up. I'll, I'll give you a 10-second countdown, and you can go ahead and tune out for that part if you're not into the political thing. But, I mean, really, guys, come on. I, I hate to admit it. You know, life is politics, and politics is life. And whether you like it or not, people say, well, they're playing politics. It goes all the way back to the original fathers of this country, the political political hatred. I mean, people got shot over this stuff uh, back in the day. So, honestly, I think think it's something you can't avoid. It's something really this country is made out of politics, believe it or not, like it or not. They say we're a nation of laws, not of people. Laws are our politics, laws are verbiage, laws are expressed a certain way, so are bills and and everything else. And they say, well, they keep it complicated so nobody can understand it. And I guess sometimes you could say things in plainer plainer text, but the reality is that you try to say things in such a way that, you know, everybody does understand, but at the same time, you have to say it in such a way that multiple parties can agree on things. And, and so... Whether it be bills or politics or what have you, it's part of life. Um, like I said, it's, you know, people, well, can't can we say it simpler? Yeah, I think we could. I don't think we need thousand-page bills that our own congressman can't read. <laughs> That's about ridiculous. Everybody would agree with me on that. That's just absolutely ridiculous. Uh, but at the same time, I do think that... Uh, that there's a call. There's a call for politics and politicians. There's a time to talk about it and a time to not talk about it. And uh, people have all these cliches about mixing politics and religion. Well, <laughs> guess what, guys? Politics and religion can't be separated. I heard a phrase the other day. Somebody said something about, well, we shouldn't. It was on one of the mainstream media uh, shows. I don't know which one. I don't care. They're all the same. I tend to lose track of who's who and what's what on those guys. But the fact is they said, oh, you know, should we be mixing politics and religion? Well, how do you not? Politics is life. Religion is life. People agree or disagree with, with religion. This country was founded on the politics dictating that you get to do, you get to practice whatever religion you want. And it's not a separation of church and state. It's a separation of the of the state saying this is the church you have to follow. Now, if you think of it that way, then what you need to do is say, well, listen. You, so you're not separating politics and religion. You're defining what people can and can't do. You know, laws are based on religion. Uh, you know, you think back to the days when, when we when we beat Japan. What did we immediately do? We had a lot of, of congressional or congressional uh, constitutional scholars. They all got together and they say, "Well, you can't impose an American-style democracy." Blah 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 blah. Well, nobody ever has. Nobody's ever tried to do that. We've never done that. We've never tried to impose an American-style democracy on any other country. And you tell me if Japan worked. You know, tell me in ten years if I if Iraq works. We don't know yet. It's too early to tell. So all you naysayers and all all you people on the other side who are trying to say, "Yeah, it worked," you don't know. You don't know yet. 
Just tell me if Japan worked. We did that. We built that country. We destroyed them, and we rebuilt them. Now you might argue, should we have done that? The reality is we created a kind of a global competitor, and everybody was worried for the longest time. I remember back in the day, and I don't know if it was the 80s or what it was, people were saying, why did we create this global competitor? Japan's going to buy everything and take over the world and blah, blah, blah. And guess what, guys? didn't happen. They did a good job. They got a lot of market share, don't get me wrong. But there's a lot of market share to be had. It didn't hurt the U.S. It made our company stronger, our car companies, even though despite the fact that, that one of them is owned by the government right now, that didn't make it stronger, and that never will. Should have let that go out of business. Guys, this is a, t- this is a tough thing to, to face, but frontier-style justice works in, in politics and economy, okay? You can't, you can't, go, saving, you can't go saving things with the, with the people's money. You can't do it. It doesn't work. It never works long term. If anything, it makes depressions and hard times last longer. You got people have to, the big companies, yeah, they, they, they have a lot of employees, but the little companies have more employees than the big companies. So why not too little to fail? So tired of that. Everybody argued against that, and that was the biggest thing in the world that I said, George W. Bush, what the hell are you doing? It, it was absurd, absolutely absurd. Companies succeed when companies fail. Some companies fail, some succeed. Some are big, some are small, some are medium. Nobody's too damn big to fail. Big big means, listen, when a bank is big, now you, you have the federally insured money. You, you know, the people aren't going to lose their money. If anything, double up on what you give the people back. If you get a really monster bank and it fails, you got the... You know, the FDIC and, and the insured money, double up on that. What if somebody has 120000 It's their life savings? Now, this is a bad idea. Don't put that much money in a bank. But actually, I think FDIC is up to, I don't know what it is, whatever. Let's use, use fictitious numbers. I think it's up to 200000 Who Who the hell knows? But who cares? But the point is, if some guy's got his life savings in the bank, which you just want to reach out, grab him by the throat, put him up on the wall and say, what the hell were you thinking? But. He's too little to fail. There is, no, there is no such thing as too big to fail. That's my political message for the night. <laughs> I can't stand. I can't stand what's going on. You get these these primaries, and you get people saying things that are just people who are supposed to be conservative or 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 or, or pro business, and they just say stupid things. And people in the media, they don't understand. You know, show me a reporter that's ever paid a payroll. Show me a reporter in any news station. I don't care. Show me Fox News. Show me a, a pundit on one of these shows. You know, what I hate the most is professional pundits. You kidding me? They've never done a damn thing in their lives, most of them. The ones who have had businesses, you know, you get a lot of the, a lot of the economic ones that give economic advice. You know what? Guess what? That's great. I love that. But so many of these guys, you know, not not only have they, you know, if they not had any real life experience, uh, <coughs> Obama, um, not only have they had no real life experience or real business experience, <coughs> Obama, they've never run anything. Guys, are you kidding me? Obama, what a huge ass mistake that was. Hillary Clinton would have been a way better choice. 
And by the way, Hillary and Obama fought up until tooth and nail till till nearly the election. And who did that hurt? They're talking around the all the all the talking heads on the mainstream media. They're all talking bull bull like, oh, this extended fight to the end is going to help Obama. Are you kidding me? None of them said that when it was Hillary versus Obama. None of them said that. And how bad off did Hillary do? Kidding me? You absolutely should have elected Hillary, all you Democrats out there. You absolutely should have put her up because she'd probably be looking at a guaranteed second term. But you had to have your your uh, you had to have the uh, you know the record uh, breaker. You had to have the one that was that was your guy and that that made you guys good. You know because of a race thing. Who's the racist? Hmm? Tell me who the racists are. Somebody gets elected because of the color of their skin. As long as it's the right color, then oh, you're not a racist. Baloney. This is America. Forget about it. You want it? You got a problem with that? Call me. Call me right now, 646-478-4353. We'll talk a little bit about that. 646-478-4353. If you got that call waiting, caller ID nonsense, and it beeps, and I'll just hang up on you. I'm not going to mess around trying to get you to dial 7 pounds, 7, 1, whatever. <laughs> my, my, my radio show host partner, Deb, she goes through that all every week. And God bless her. She wants everyone to be able to have their <laughs> their time. She's a she's a nice she's the nicest lady on the planet. And my uh, usual co-host Bob, they're nice. I'm not nice. Now you're dealing with just Rob. <laughs> you call in and you start getting beepity beepity crap on there. I'm just gonna push the button, send you down the turlet. <laughs> anyway. Talk a little more about politics. I have a few more things to say. Um, Mitt Romney, <laughs> really? You know, the the funny thing is the the mainstream media doesn't know who to who to push on us right now. You know, they try to make all all the Tea Party people look like racist, which was a bunch of BS. Anybody who wants to dis- discuss that, please call in. I'd love to have you on. If you, if you do not think. If you disagree and you do not think that it's BS to try to cast the Tea Party people. In other words, if you agree the Tea Party people are racist, please call me. Please call. <laughs> i got a few words for you. 646-478-4353. Call in any time. Um, anybody wants to just sit in on the show for the, until, we get, uh, until we get to the next uh, segment here. So what we're going to do is... Once we're done chit-chatting here, I'm going to try, and I've never done this before through Blog Talk Radio. I'm sure somebody has. I'm not going to say it's this groundbreaking deal or whatever. Who cares? But um, one of the things I'm going to try to do is I'm going to try. I'm actually <laughs> I'm actually looking at the studio screen right now to see, see where this uh, functionality resides. But um, from what I've heard, there's a way to call out through this keyboard. And what I hope to do is call out to, I had mentioned uh, one of my uh, business partners who's, uh, they call him Mr. Social. His name's Corey Holloman. And um, what I hope to do is call in on a webinar with him and then mute the phone and just kind of do a little commentary um, on the side of his webinar 
the, the guy's a genius. The guy is, is a, a business genius. And like I say, I'm going to get him on the show. I don't know when, because uh, he's so busy. This is the hard thing with getting successful people on a, on a show. Um, they just don't have the time. And I don't bring in people to speak for people. I don't bring in PR people. I don't dislike them. Well, that's a lie. I dislike them. Uh, vigorously dislike. But but that said, <laughs> I know they got a job to do. I know they have a job to do. I'm not, I'm not going to deny them that. But, uh, but I, I don't want them. I, I don't have any need for them. I can't get vital business intelligence and entrepreneurship information from the people who rep you know your people in other words i gotta have you if you're if you're the entrepreneur you're the business guy you have to be the one to uh to come on the show and so that makes it hard so so i do lose a lot of potential probably good pr just from the, the company's name or the you know the, the person's name that represents the person of the person <laughs> but i don't do it uh i can't do it because it just doesn't fully represent the, you know, because a lot of times I'll ask information about people's, you, you know, one thing that's important is is um, the way before the background story, back in the day when, you know, somebody grew up in a small village in a certain state or what have you, and and they had a rough childhood and, and this and that, I mean, that makes it more invigorating. People who succeed a lot of times have had more hardship than anybody else. Um Oprah, um, but I can't, you know, judge all that. But what I can tell you <laughs> is that it's very common that somebody who is successful has had a lot of a lot of experience with with the other side of the uh, of the humanistic story. You know, they've had a bad they've had a bad childhood. They've had bad things happen to them. Um, or if it's not something that deep, it might be something like, you know, m- most successful people is, have actually been forced to file for bankruptcy numerous times. As uh, Mitt Romney and Donald Trump said, and don't get me wrong, I'm not a huge fan of Donald Trump, but the guy's smart. He's a brilliant business guy. And uh, what are you going to do? If you don't like him, you don't like him. I think his Q factor's in the dirt. I don't think most people like the guy. But you got to respect him. You don't have to like him. Okay, This is a euphemism for America. You don't have to like us. You can like us, hate us, but you better damn well fear us if you wake the sleeping giant. And I think I think most people agree with that secretly. They won't say it out loud. They'll call us a paper tiger. They'll, they'll call us this or that. Uh, the reality is they fear us. They fear us a little more, a little less, depending on the president. And this is where I come back to the thing about the president. You know what? Guess what? Any president or anybody who's running for office or anybody who's in office or anybody in Congress who says that the government can create a single job that doesn't cost us more than it produces, I immediately write them off. I don't care what the party is, okay? Don't friggin' lie to us. Guys, government cannot create jobs. Government can have an impact on job creation through taxation, and the fact is that there's a window, there's a low and a high end of taxation where it won't affect jobs. But the biggest problem that will affect the jobs is, is when people don't know what's going to happen next month. You talk about a two-month, here, here, here's a, a, 
a beautiful example. We don't have a tax cut. We don't have a tax raise. We have a stuck-in-the-middle bullshit thing called a, a temporary extension <laughs> of the Bush tax cut. Huh? Cut them or don't. But grow a pair and do one or the other. Okay? Now, and I'm talking to all, all of them out there, the Republicans and the Democrats. Grow a pair and either cut the taxes permanently so that the business people in this country, the business owners, the people who make the damn jobs can say, can plan next year out. Really, a two-month extension of the quote-unquote Bush tax cuts. That's not a tax cut. That's a quote-unquote temporary bullshit tax. It's not a tax cut. These guys are running around, so so this was all politics. They say, well, listen, we want to extend this for two months, and the other side doesn't want to do it. And if you don't know the background of this, I'm not going to say Republican or Democrat, and it won't matter because the point is this is what happened. One side says, we need to, we, we need to extend the, the Bush tax. We need to extend the Bush tax cuts for two months. And the other side said, that's a bunch of bullshit. That's a political ploy. That's nonsense. Why would you do it for just two months? If it's good for two months, do it for a year. Make them permanent. If, in fact, you had a pair, make them permanent. No, no. They're going to play the political ballgame because what happens is, now what happens is if you say, well, yeah, we, we want to extend those tax cuts for two more months. And the other side, and again, I'm not saying what side is what, so if you don't know the, the news, you don't know what side is what, you don't care if it's Republican or Democrat. You tell me if you agree or disagree based on me not saying the word Republican or Democrat. Now the other side says, why why two months? We're, we're going to say no to that. We're going to vote that down. You can't. Now, now the first side says to the second party, well, you can't vote it down. Imagine how ridiculous you look if you vote down this tax cut, even if it's only for two months. Well, what are we going to do next? One week tax cuts? Let's get let's get the Congress together every week and decide if taxes are cut for next week. You know what that does to business? It kills it. Kills it. Kills business. The business guy looks around and says, "Really? I got to hire and fire based on next week?" Based on what I don't know what's going to happen next week, I got to bring a guy in, spend three months training him, and in the three months while I'm training the guy, I don't know if the taxes go up, down, left, right, sideways, backwards, forwards. They don't friggin' know what's going on next month, let alone next week. They're not going to hire. Not going to do it. Some still will. Some are growing despite these idiots in Congress. Some are growing despite these ultra morons that we've we've elected. Some will grow despite that, but not as many. For the for the five that are growing in any given marketplace, there's a hundred that that have the brakes on. Well, we're not hiring right now. We don't know what the hell you're going to do next week or next month. Republicans and Democrats. It's a bunch of morons. Now we got this whole Republican thing. Listen, we should be able to run we should be able to run a tennis ball against this president and win. But is that what's best for the country? Mr Mr President Tennis Ball and and Mr Vice President Volleyball? 
you know that's not what's best for this country. Everybody knows that. Everybody knows that. But the fact is we're stuck with these morons. <clears throat> now, we look at look at the Republican the candidates for the Republican Party. What do we have in there? I don't know. This is what I see. I see Newt, who's riddled with problems. And by and large, a Republican and or conservative, which, trust me, Newt's not a conservative, but towards the conservative, towards that side, you know, Republicans can't get away with having this kind of past. You know, Bill Clinton did the book, the scandal, everything Newt did. While in office, he got a pass because they're slicker at that. So what do you want? Do you want somebody slick? I don't know. If you want one of your guys, you're going to have to find one that's slick enough to do it. Because everybody's got a past. I mean, <laughs> he can, <laughs> you know, it's just, it's it's absurd. It's absurd right now. We, we're faced with a horrible decision to make. Um, and again, the way, the way I look at this deal is, the look at Newt, he's the, he's the adult. What are you going to do? I see Newt as the adult. All the other ones are little babies fighting about dumb stuff. Just being honest here. It's unfortunate, but it is what it is. So in about five minutes, we're going to break away from from politics here. We're going to move back towards business. Um, I'm hopefully going to call in... um, I planned on calling into a show... Uh, oh, there's the option right there, actually. I'm looking at it right now. So what my plan is here in about four minutes is to call into a show with a guy who he's known as Mr. Social. He's a, a brilliant... I'm trying to get him on the show. So I kind of cut a deal with him. I said, listen, we're going we're gonna to call your show and, and your webinar. We're going to log into it. I'm going to do some commentary on the side. I'm going to try to mute the phone. I don't even know if I can do this. I've never done this before. But from what I've seen or read, I can do this. So we're going to log into his webinar, and um, the guy has some absolutely brilliant, like I say, I, I, this is the kind of guy, as you guys know with with my uh, sponsor, which we'll play here in a minute, um, I don't recommend anybody unless I would tell my friends and family to go to this person. Well, this guy has some of the coolest technology, and you can literally start at some of it $10 a month just to get your feet wet. I mean, just to test it out, see how it goes. <clears throat> the, the kind of technology is... Kind of the gist of it is it pulls together um, your social media marketing and your online marketing and kind of gives you one spot to focus. It helps you leverage your time and stuff like that. So I'm going to play our sponsor. It's a buyer of goldandsilver.com, and then I'm going to try to connect with the uh, webinar. I will have the phone muted, so if you call in, we can chat quietly on the site while they're doing the webinar, and we'll see how that goes. Uh, the call-in number here is 646-478-4353. And here is a buyer of goldandsilver.com. A buyer of gold and silver coins and jewelry is celebrating three years of paying the highest cash payouts around for unwanted gold and silver coins and jewelry. Don't settle for low pawn shop prices and don't take your items to a fly-by-night hotel event. Come and visit our showroom and get paid the highest cash payouts for your unwanted gold and silver coins and jewelry. Looking for great fun? Book a free karaoke gold party today with a buyer of gold and silver coins and jewelry. Located at 1121 Glenwood Ave, Oneida, next to Cash for Cans Bottle Return. Okay. 
Again, that's a buyer of goldandsilver.com. He doesn't say his web address because he's located in central New York. But listen, if you want to do one of these parties where, or your significant other, I'm going to take a leap of faith and say your wife, if that offends anybody, I apologize. I also say Merry Christmas still. <laughs> and uh, I don't know why I said I apologize. I, <laughs> I shouldn't have said that because I really don't. Um, this politically correct stuff makes me furious but we got another minute here again that was buyer, a buyer of gold and silver dot com look at upstate new york central new york area you want to throw one of these parties or again i'm insulting anybody your wife or your husband uh if that's what he does <laughs> wants to throw one of these parties sell freaking whatever pots and pans tupperware back in the day if anyone remembers that you do it here he hosts a party hello he hosts a party for you and um and everything's good. So hold on. I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to call into this webinar here uh in about fifty seconds. So I apologize if you hear some please guess in the screening room. Let me see, I'm gonna try this here. I don't know if this is gonna work, so just bear with me. Six four six. You can call them six four six five five eight two one one seven and feel free to go directly to his, uh... Welcome to GoToWebinar, web events made easy. Please enter your access code followed by the pound or hash sign. I don't know if anybody can hear that or not. Well, I have to dial something. I don't know if this will do it. The access code you entered is invalid. You entered no digits. Please re-enter your access code followed by the pound or hash sign. Well, this might not work because there's no... The access code you entered is invalid. You entered no digits. Please re-enter your access code followed by the pound or hash sign. So it's not working because of the fact that there's no dial pad on this um, blog talk The radio access system. code you entered is invalid. You entered no digits. Goodbye. Uh, they're, so they're goodbye. So there you go. So the best way to do this is with another line. I don't think it's going to work. So basically what happens is through Block Talk Radio there's a switchboard and when I call the um when I call the uh well, let me try one more time. Maybe if I click on my num lock this will work. <clears throat> I'll try this again. I don't know if you guys hear this other I'm sure you do actually. Welcome to GoToWebinar, web events made easy. Please enter your access code followed by the pound or hash sign. 623-923-328. The access code you entered is invalid. Yeah, okay. You entered no digits. Please re-enter your access no code followed by the pound or hash sign. That's just a lie, sign. lady. At least they could have a sexy lady on here, like on the Bog Talk Radio, at least have a sexy sounding British The lady. access code you entered is invalid. <laughs> it's not invalid. It was totally valid. Kidding me? <laughs> well, there goes that idea. It was a great idea. I mean, it's a great concept in theory. <laughs> One of those theories that just didn't pan out. <laughs> you know, the first five flights of the Wright brothers was uh, probably just like this. So we found one other way that, 
that it doesn't work is what we're getting at here. And um, I think if I called in from another line and then conference that in, that might work a little better. So we can't get to it from here. So if you are hearing this and you want to call into Corey's webinar, um, I could probably get him to call into to this site. Um, but he's already probably started broadcasting. So if you do want to call into Corey's webinar, we're going to have Corey on the show too. Uh, Mr. Social, as they call him, the um, call into his webinar is 646-558-2117, and um, the access code is 623-923-286. Once again, the call-in number is 646-558-2117, access code is 623-923-286. And this is being broadcast January 10th. It is now 8.33 p.m. Eastern Time. So if it's any other time, don't bother calling that number because it is not there anymore. Uh, once again, Corey's calling number is 646-558-2117. Access code 623-923-286. So we'll go on here uh, for a couple more minutes. I'll play the sponsor, and then I'm going to go jump on the um, call with Corey. apologize that we can't do it here. But there's no keypad on the switchboard on Block Talk Radio, so I cannot dial the access code. I might be able to, if I wasn't on a laptop, because I would have the keypad entry. Um, so I can't totally blame Block Talk Radio. It's a fantastic portal, but the fact is we can't do that right now. So what we're going to do is talk a little quick about cybersecurity, then I'm going to go jump on Corey's call here in a couple minutes. And we'll try to get Corey on the show so you all can hear from him uh, uh, here within the next week or two. He's got some very cool stuff going on technology-wise. Um, I just wanted to mention really mainly one more thing, um, and of course it's related to cybersecurity. Um, it was a recent hack that I thought I had up here on my Google News Reader. Um, that was... Um, My son, who just got home, he just arrived here in the plush Manhattan Midtown Studios, and um, he's creating a nuisance. So I had the producer subdue him and drag his ass off to another room. <laughs> he was actually part of the live studio audience, and then he just got un unwieldy and, and just started causing a problem here in the studio. So. What are you going to do? He's a teenager. Sometimes we got to have them dragged out of our studios and, you know, with security. That's what happens sometimes. Fed seeks stronger security for power grid. Here's the thing that scares me, okay? This whole cybersecurity thing is, is scary on its face. It's scary that they're trying to hack into the Pentagon and the CIA and everybody all week long. 
but the power grid. You know, I remember a long time ago there was an article written by uh, by G. Gordon Liddy. I believe it was G. Gordon Liddy. <clears throat> I haven't been able to find it in, in years or a decade. I don't know if it was if it was uh, pulled off by, by national security or, or what the deal was, but basically the article. And this is this is God. Oh, I don't know. Twenty years ago. It was a long time ago. At least twenty. A couple decades ago, let's just suffice it to say, but the fact is it was about how like a handful, a dozen or so, a small handful of terrorists could have disabled the United States. And it went into the ultra-high voltage um, transformers, of which there's only like 12 on the planet, and it takes months to get one. It's basically how how you could use 12 people with 12 high-powered rifles and, and really crippled the country. And, and it was a great article. It was scary as hell, but it was a great article. And, and now we're looking at we're looking at this cybersecurity thing as a, as a risk to the power grid. That's where this shit gets scary right there. But if you want to look this up, just look up at informationweek.com. If you search for Elizabeth, how do you say this, Montalbano, Montalbano, M-O-N-T-A-L-B-A-N-O, Montalbano, 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 let's go with that, Elizabeth Montalbano, huh? Information Week, look it up, it's a really, really good article about cybersecurity and how it's tied into the power grid. I'm going to take off, I'm going to head over to that webinar, we'll talk to you guys later, and uh, we'll try to get Corey in, Mr. Social, talking about the new technology and stuff we're working on here uh, real soon. That said, thanks for coming. Tune in soon. Adios, a buyer of goldandsilver.com. A buyer of gold and silver coins and jewelry is celebrating three years of paying the highest cash payouts around for unwanted gold and silver coins and jewelry. Don't settle for low pawn shop prices and don't take your items to a fly-by-night hotel event. Come and visit our showroom and get paid the highest cash payouts for your unwanted gold and silver coins and jewelry. Looking for great fun? Book a free karaoke gold party today with a buyer of gold and silver coins and jewelry. Located at 1121 Glenwood Ave, Oneida, next to Cash for Cans Bottle Return. That's a buyer of goldandsilver.com. If you have questions, you want to ask an honest guy about what you do with your gold and silver, uh, he's not going to take advantage of you. He's a good guy. He's in my friends and family network, and I recommend family members to him. That's a buyer of goldandsilver.com. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. We'll talk to you later.